Podcasters Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. In my darkness, set me free. And I hear the Spirit calling me. Hello, this is Pastor Shane Eidelman of Westside Christian Fellowship. Because pastoring can be difficult, challenging, and exhausting, Pastors Unplugged is specifically designed to encourage those in pastoral ministry. I hope you enjoy this episode of Pastors Unplugged. Does divorce disqualify a person from pastoring? This is going to be an interesting topic. Oh my goodness. Where do we start? Well, obviously there's a lot of scriptures um, pertaining to the importance of marriage, uh, qualifications of elders, uh, when Jesus talks about divorce. And I've spoken on that. So you can look up sermons on that on, on my YouTube channel. You can just put in, you know, can I divorce my spouse because of adultery by Shane Eidelman? Can I divorce my spouse because of abandonment by Shane Eidelman? And so to answer this question, we really have to go back a little bit and understand there's a couple different views. Uh, John MacArthur, for example, in his study Bible, when he when Jesus talks about you cannot divorce except for fornication or pornea, adultery, uh, sex outside of the covenant relationship of marriage. John MacArthur, I believe, would say that um, you can remarry if a spouse has broken that covenantal relationship. And also if there is abandonment and a spouse leaves and they're not coming back, you know, they're an unbeliever and they tell you to you know, hit the road, Jack, don't ever come back. And they're moving forward. They, they are dating someone, they moved in with someone. And are you still bound to that relationship? You know, you're, you're in your late twenties, you don't have any kids and now you just have to stay single now that, and then people like John Piper would say, yeah, you do have to stay single. That that word that Jesus is talking about when Jesus says that you, um, cannot, um, get, get divorced. Sorry, I don't have all the scriptures in front of me. I've made this point kind of on Idleman Unplugged and Pastors Unplugged to just speak freely uh, about different things. And most of us know the scriptures, of course, and we can, you can find if you search Matthew and divorce and, you know, except for, he Jesus said, except for uh, fornication, except for adultery, you know, depending on the translation you read, people like John Piper would say that that means that if you got married and you found out later, you know, Recently, you know, right after you got married uh, on the honeymoon, that she was not a virgin, then you can divorce her. So I try to, you know, just think this through a little bit. Let's say this, this, a woman had a, had a sexual relationship, you know, when she was younger in Bible times, let's say she was 16 and, um, really regrets it, came back to know the Lord uh, came to know the Lord and just excited to serve him. And she meets a guy and, and, uh, at 21 years old, they decide to get married and you know, she, the, her past, she's shamed about her past. She doesn't talk about it. And he comes to find out that five years ago, she, uh, lost her virginity. And so you're telling me that this guy has grounds for divorce to this woman who is 21 loves the Lord, has repented of her, of her, um, her past wants to just do the right thing. This guy can divorce her, but a guy whose wife is consistently unfaithful 
is just a, a party animal and cheating on him, has no desire to live for God, that guy can't divorce her, his spouse. I mean, I, I, I don't see that one, um, Mr. Piper. So I, I, I can't gravitate towards that interpretation of the scripture. To me, it's crystal clear if a spouse breaks that relationship through adultery. Now, with that said, if that does happen, we encourage people to um, let it let it restore the marriage, let it repair the marriage. If if damage is, has been done and the spouse repents, and you know, I, I've known many couples who have experienced that who came back to the Lord and it strengthened the relationship. Now, I don't encourage that. That's not a good way to go. That's a very dangerous way to go. But my point is, you don't have to throw in the towel at the first sign of problems and say, you know what? You cheat on me. We're done. It's over. I don't care about that. We have three kids. Uh, I'm getting a divorce. I, I don't, that's not the right response. The response is like the heart of God. Um, and he would wait for that wayward child. He would pray for that wayward and spiritual adultery. God would talk often about. So, however, you do get to a point where if your spouse has a wandering eye uh, you've given it time. You've given them time and time again. I mean, I just read as I'm recording this just last week, Lisa Turkhurst of Proverbs 31 finally had to divorce her husband because of a consistent pattern of unfaithfulness over the years. And I think she brought, she allowed him to come back into the marriage and then he still, you know, continued that pattern. And so I think that's what it's there for. If there's a spouse and they, let's say you get married and they like the party lifestyle they cheat on you and they haven't really changed, you know, that would be the out clause, uh, in my opinion, to say, you know what, they have broken this covenant of marriage that we have made and I need to move forward. And so you also have that in the area of, of where Paul says uh, a believer is not under bondage in such cases. Corinthians, you can look up that ver that word uh, under such bondage in the Greek. And it, it, it gives the, the meaning of not being bound to, like locked to a chain, uh, you know, the old ball and chain. That's probably where that came from, maybe. So a believer is not under bondage if an unbeliever departs. Now, if an unbeliever departs, we don't encourage divorce. We encourage the spouse to wait and see what God wants to do. Months may go by. A few years may go by. This is not something you don't want to rush to plan B because God may still be working on plan A. So uh, it's timing. You know, you want to, you're seeking God and let's say a couple of years go by and you realize that um, the person's not going back, coming back. They're not walking with the Lord. They're, they're living with someone else. Maybe they're married. I mean, that's a no brainer or they're plan on getting married and and I believe that person, God does not want that person to be living in bondage in such cases for the rest of their life. So I believe there are a couple clear cut um, areas of remarriage. Also, you've get a, you get a man who is physically abusive, verbally abusive, and ask someone to stay with that person forever. You know, I hope you don't have to ever wear their shoes. Now, are they free to remarry? That's where it gets difficult because of, um, it, it gets difficult because Paul talks about if they depart, um, you know, let them leave. But also if they claim to be a believer, you can separate, but I don't think you can remarry. 
Uh, and so a lot of situations, you know, there's so many different situations. Scripture's really clear. However, I think God gives grace. And, and as you seek him year after year, he, he'll bring clarity. He'll bring um, he'll bring um, not only clarity, but he'll bring discernment. He'll show you what the wise choice is uh, is in this whole mess of things. And we have to remember, divorce is not the unpardonable sin. So that's the backdrop and uh, kind of veered away from the question, but does divorce disqualify a person from pastoring? So the the best answer is yes, it does. Or no, it doesn't. We It depends on the situation. Uh, I know two pretty high-profile pastors right now uh, that are well-known. And I believe one divorced his wife and married the secretary. I mean, you hear about that all the time. And I think she was even living in a homeless shelter uh, with her kids. And um, now, again, I don't know the situations. I don't know if she's an unbeliever. I don't know. You know, we, we just don't know. Uh, but it doesn't look good to go and, you know, go start a different church. I think the elders stepped them down at one church because of alcohol and other things. So he's going to go start a new church. He got remarried. And again, I don't know the backdrop. I don't know the situation. So I, I got to be careful here uh, because I'm not God. However, by the way it looks, uh, was that marriage fought for? Was it contended for? Did you say, you know what? Um, you know, women have felt that their husbands love the ministry more than they love them. If they feel that way, then it's time to take a sabbatical and <laughs> rebuild that marriage. And so I don't think that this person, uh, I think it's in Tennessee or somewhere. I don't think he really put time into building and strengthening that marriage. But again, I don't know the whole picture. And another person who is in another, it might be Tennessee as well. I don't really know. Uh, I think one was North Carolina, one Tennessee, but he divorced his spouse, divorced his wife kind of on the, on the down low, uh, a few years back, ended up marrying someone at the church. I actually had an opportunity to meet him and his wife, you know, great couple, but, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of questions there. I don't think, I don't think he had biblical grounds in either one of these guys' cases. So if you don't have biblical grounds, um, I, I don't know. You're, you, that's not a good union that you're in right now, especially if you have kids with the other relationship. I mean, who's your accountability? A lot of these guys were not, are not accountable to their elders. And so, you know, that, that's a mess. So I would say in that, those cases, I uh, know you can't pastor right now. Um, also if someone, you know, let's say they're 26 and they want to be a pastor and they just got a divorce last year, you know, it's, probably not a good idea to pursue that right now. A lot of time has to go underneath that bridge. Um, but the question is, you know, if I have divorce in my past, again, depends on what the divorce is, is if, if it's not a biblical divorce, then, um, you know, I, I, I would hesitate on moving towards the pastorate or sometimes that person will go back and they'll apologize to the, to the, to the, um, to the girl or the woman or uh, what the situation is. And they'll, they'll see where the heart is at and they'll, they'll really just want to be drawn back to God. And Hey, I'm sorry that happened 10 years ago or eight years ago. And I really wish we could have rebuilt that and understand we've both moved on. And I have such a, you know, repentant heart and God knows your heart. So could that person then become a pastor? You know, uh, again, it depends on the situation. People love clear cut answers uh, to this question. Now I'm going to actually open up 
And I'm going to tell you about my past because uh, I get emails every month from these uh, judgmental Jerry's and armchair quarterbacks and critical Cathy's who tell me I'm living in sin and shouldn't be pastoring. So I'm going to make a long, long story short for you. Uh, it is, it's, it's a shame. Uh, it's an embarrassment. I wish I didn't have to carry this in my past with my past baggage. However, God bless a broken road that led me straight to Christ and the, my wife that I have and my kids, I wouldn't trade it for a million worlds. And so I can see Romans eight twenty eight, you know, in all of this. And I want to be sensitive, obviously, to the, um, uh, the person I was married to in the 1990s, um, just young, 20s, of course, and chasing money and fame and recognition and loving alcohol. And that does not lead to a good marriage. And so first and foremost, as I've told her in the past and, and have been clear, um, I have to own that. I have to own that I was not a godly husband. I created a lot of the problems. I take full responsibility. It took me many years to just get, get into deep, deep repentance and on this issue. So I dropped the ball. I have to own that. However, divorce was not in my vocabulary. Uh, long story short, through a lot of pain. And again, we have different ways we view this. I'm just giving you from my perspective. Um, you know, I created a, a bad marriage and a bad home environment. And so how she responded, again, I don't blame her. doesn't make it right, of course, but you know, that's what happened. And, and she was able to meet someone else. And, uh, and then from that relationship, another relationship and, and, uh, I think two or three relationships, uh, and that caused me to get back into the party lifestyle um, and dating people. Again, we weren't even divorced yet, you know, getting in my 20s. And so because she's living with people and has met other guys and she's moving on, clearly, you know, there was a, a, a break in the relationship, um, uh, biblically speaking. And so, you know, when she filed, I just allowed it to happen and... Um, and so now what happens is I'm a divorced man in my 20s, 1990s, all this happened. I was working with 24-Hour Fitness, and then God used it to bring the prodigal son home. We all hit rock bottom sometimes. Many of us do, not everyone. And so that was my rock bottom, you know, an alcoholic, uh, which I was a, a weekend alcoholic. I could work hard Monday through Friday, even Saturday. Uh, but then, you know, with that was that addiction at a young age, what played into this as well. So again, I take full responsibility. I own it. However, what do you do now that, um, we're divorced? God broke me. I'm crying out to God. I remember the living room floor in Quartz Hill, California. I remember the, the, the house on Avenue M 14. I remember uh, the carpet. I remember where everything was at. I remember just putting my knees on the ground and weeping and weeping and repenting and coming back to God. And now the Bible comes alive. And now I turn off a uh, great American country, uh, my George Strait and George Jones and Faith Hill and Tim McGraw and Sh Shania Twain and, and Randy Travis and all that drinking music. I just turn it off and I begin putting on worship. I start listening to sermons a guy, believe it or not, on TBN, I'm not going to say the name, you'll probably judge me, uh, was preaching a powerful message uh, from Samson. And I felt that it just spoke to me. And I, I, for some, at that point, I said, you know what, maybe this is what God wants me to do. And uh, just everything changed. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit now. Uh, 19, you know, late 1990s, 98, 99. 
Um, of course, you know, it took a while. I went back to alcohol after about a year when I hung out with some friends and then that was a mess. And then, you know, it's, it's hard when you're coming back, when you're coming back to the Lord and you still have that, that old nature still within you. And, and so a year goes by, two years goes by, three years go by. You know, I think by now she said she's getting married. She's in a different state. Um, and I'm, I'm just single. I'm loving the Lord. I'm reading theology, systematic theology, Wayne Grudem's theology, Charles Spurgeon, MacArthur's study Bible. Uh, I believe, I don't know if that was out at that time, um, but just study Bibles, resources, Charles Hodge on systematic theology. I read the Armenian point of view, the Calvin point of Calvin's point of view, the tulip, total depravity, unconditional, limited atonement, irresistible grace, perseverance of the saints, and, and did all my studying and, and reading. I listened to Chuck Smith through the Bible, all the tapes and listening to that um, throughout those first couple of years. And um, now I'm back in construction. Uh, God took 24 hour fitness away from me. I am now completely, um, you know, just poor kind of moving in with my mom, move back home with my mom and digging ditches, digging up septic tanks. And God just used all this to humble me. So I'm on fire for God a couple of years after the divorce. And what am I supposed to do now? You know, there was what I would consider biblical grounds and, um, so now I'm going to church and I meet my wife, Morgan, at church. And a uh, very long story short, we start kind of going out. Uh, a funny story, we met a year prior, but we're like, no, I don't, I, we're not. We're both not a good spot. We're still growing and learning. And so this final time, I remember it was El Torito restaurant. We sat there for three hours and I just kind of fell in love. And so um, wanted to make sure she was Proverbs 31. We sought godly counsel. I was very, very nervous about my past because I, I can't go through divorce again. And so, um, even three years after the divorce, I believe me and Morgan started dating. I reached out to my ex spouse and said, Hey, I've met someone. Uh, we haven't talked in a long time. I just want to make sure, you know, you're still on the course you have set and you're moving forward. And, you know, you know, just kind of just, just to make sure. And she responded back, you know, something like, um, you know, absolutely. I've been a wonderful guy. We're getting married. Please, please move on with your life. Kind of like, don't ever contact me again thing, uh, which I don't blame her. So, you know, you, you weigh all that on your scale. And by this time, I'm probably, how old would I be? 30, 31, 30, yeah, or so. And um, met Morgan. I'm in construction, living in my mom's. And, um, you know, it's we're going to, we're going to celebrate 20 years. And so I still have people you shouldn't be married, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, they don't know the story. They don't know uh, all, everything I've just explained. Romans eight twenty eight. you know, I got my heart right. God opened this incredible door, incredible spouse, a pastor's wife that, you know, this is our hard role. Um, I couldn't not have been a pastor uh, in five incredible kids. I mean, I can just see how God has used that. So um, he called me to be a pastor. He did. This is not a self-called position. You cannot call yourself. God must call you. And so 10 years later, he called us to open the church in 2010 and he called me to the pastorate. So um, does divorce disqualify a person from pastoring? Not necessarily. Uh, can it? Absolutely. And so again, it depends on the situation. It depends on the person, on the character of the person. Have they sought godly counsel? You know, I talked to a half dozen other pastors 
uh, sought godly counsel, they all agree that that no, I think God's calling you. Your past is 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 as actually the 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 anointing from the sermons that people talk about, or the the brokenness that comes from the sermons, or the the power of God in the preaching uh, on on the lives of a lot of different people come from that spot of brokenness. The stronger the anointing, often the deeper the brokenness, and God will use that. So anyway, don't, don't uh, if you're divorced, don't walk around like you got a big D on your forehead. Uh, if you can repair that relationship, do it. Don't run out ahead of God. Don't uh, be prideful and arrogant thinking, just start over again with plan B. I mean, this is a very, very serious uh, topic. But again, I can't, I can't answer this with a simple statement when there are so many different scenarios out there and really it's God's ultimate call. So kept it at 20 minutes. Hope that helps. Um, and if you have any other questions uh, that you'd like me to discuss on here, you know, let me know, just email me at uh, shaneidleman.com and they will get that email to me. Thank you. Additional support, you can visit my website, shaneidleman.com, where I will also write about many of the topics that we will be discussing. Sermons and free downloads of my books are also available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.